Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you will see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and this here is a little solo check-in, a mind vent, a good time conversation with me, myself, and I, plus, of course, Timber leaning against my leg, and a few cats lounging around the apartment. Always a full house here in uh, apartment 2213. (laughs) But uh, I just had a wonderful night and currently recording this at 10.30pm because, you know, inspiration, creativity strikes at the most convenient times. It's either past 10pm or before 5 freaking 30am in the morning, but we roll with it, we go with it. I actually just had such a lovely evening going to see my friend Shay play in concert. Uh, We worked together at Two Hands Cafe, my my job, my work on the side, and Chris and I, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know Chris, he's, he's the best, the best of the best, and we work with Shay, and she is a phenomenal singer. I'm talking, like, I have her Spotify songs on at least three times a week. I love them, I know them by heart, she is phenomenal, and gives me chills whenever I hear her sing, and tonight she had a little concert, uh, you know, current time friendly as in we were all wearing masks of course but they had a little concert and it was with a few other phenomenal uh, musicians and oh it was just such a it's just so neat you know to see people that are so passionate about what they do create beautiful songs and compositions and you know obviously play the instruments as well and oh it was just such a good vibe overall even though chris and i were a bit tired from quite a long day at work and lots going on it just it's one of those experiences that really rejuvenates the spirit gives you a little breath of fresh air which is another reason why I'm here recording at 10 30 <laughs> but we're going with it so besides that uh, I did just want to touch base with this episode today with this solo convo because life has felt a little turbulent of late And I know that's an odd word to use, but it feels fitting. And for a while now, I've been stuck, right, in this... I get like this, right? Things don't feel right. Things don't feel quote-unquote good. And so I get in the fix-it mentality of, how can I make this better? What's wrong? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I get so in my mind about it, instead of just feeling into what is wrong. I get stuck in the notion of tomorrow, or this month, or this time will be so much better. Everything will flow. I'll be happy. Life will be good. You know, this is just the speed bump before things are smooth sailing. And sometimes it does happen, but oftentimes it doesn't. And that's because it's such a high expectation to have for something that we have nearly zero control over. And so, like I said, there are times when that happens. You have a little speed bump time, then it's smooth sailing. But eventually, things come back up. That is the ebb and flow of life. Life is composed of highs and lows. It's like the ocean tide. It's pushing in. It's receding back. It's like a wave with crests and falls. And I think that part of my struggle is just vibing, just being content and grounded and present in that ebb and flow state. And I think it's partially because I 
crave control. And that means I want to constantly change X, Y, Z if it's not what I desire. And I have that fix it mentality of always needing to be working, fixing, doing, in motion. And I feel like a lot of us, a lot of you can relate to one of those, if not both. And so first I want to dive a bit into this control piece of the puzzle because I think it's abundant and present in every human being, this complex with control. I think if you've struggled with disordered eating, eating disorders, you know, any, anything like that, addiction, etc., I think control has a whole new level of presence in our lives, eh? And so the other day I read this article and it was basically saying how, you know, when we feel out of control, we experience a powerful and uncomfortable tension between the need for control and the evidence of inadequate control, right? And I took that in as, you know, not only do we crave the control, but we crave the sense of being in control as well, right? Like we, we become very aware when we are out of control while simultaneously desiring that control. And it's, I, I think, the subconscious and the conscious mind at play. One is when we inherently and knowingly have control, and the other is when we feel that out-of-control sensation, and then the immense desire to be back in it. And I think that's when the fix-it mentality comes into it. And if you think of it from a logistical evolutionary standpoint, it is in our genetics to crave control. If you have control over your surroundings, your chance of survival is, is, was much higher. We're talking of pastimes here, of course. And I suppose the same could be said for today. We see this with the famous, the rich, the successful, etc., which, mind you, are all just labels and they mean nothing in the grand scope of things. But nevertheless, we see those standards as almost an aspect of control. And when we don't have these standards, we don't have these labels or just like notions of success or wealth, whatever it is, we feel powerless and we crave something different, something more. But we also feel lost and confused and where to start. And so this leads us to, you know, what can I control? We find something to control. And for a lot of us, it comes down to our body, diet, relationship, work, hobby, tangible things that we can control, right? We see this with disordered eating. You can control your food, you can control your calories, you can control your exercise, or at least we think we can control all of that. And we wind up channeling all of our focus into that one thing that we, as we subconsciously crave control over another larger aspect of life. You're like, I don't know about you, but I know for a fact my entire need for control with my eating disorder was not just to control my body and food and etc., it started out because I craved control over life. I, you know, I've mentioned this before and I brought it up in therapy the other day, like having my mom die when I was 10 years old, I remember thinking as a 10 and 11 year old that the one thing I couldn't control in life was death, right? Like I came to that conclusion back then of, you know, no matter how much I wished, no matter how much I prayed back then, it didn't matter in the end. Like, nobody could control cancer. Nobody can control what happened. Nobody could control, like, these aspects of life. And that's a big realization to have, especially as a child. And so, of course, I craved control. And the easiest thing to do that with was my body, was with food, exercise, all of that. And I think a lot of you could relate, right? I mean, another example, right? It's like... <laughs> The idea of going to college and all the money that it takes and all the work that it takes and it feels so out of control, right? 
because you're fundamentally signing yourself up for something that cost you, what, like $60,000, and yet you don't have a dime to put to it, or maybe you have some, but nevertheless, like that's one example, or if it's a move, or your parents getting divorced, or a relationship, something that happens, right, or other sorts of trauma, so many other darker sorts of trauma, all these ways that we can feel out of control, and we subconsciously or consciously come to the conclusion that we don't have control over life or over these experiences or over these people. And so we seek control in other ways. We become blindsided to the journey we're on and just fall into this practice or these distractions that truly only take us further from the big picture. And we become stuck in this control loop because it feels comforting, natural, and like it's needed. But it's not. Control is simply an illusion. Nothing can be fully controlled, at least not in a natural and or sustainable way. Sustainable, as in for the long run, being the key word slash phrase there. Prime example again with diet culture, right? It gives you the false premise of control when what really happens is that the disordered eating or the exercise addiction takes over your mind. It clouds your thoughts. It gives you results. Sure, you might lose the weight, your body might change, you might feel better, you might get more compliments, blah, 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 all those things. But only with, you know, the minor cost of living life free, (laughs) of living life with full enjoyment, of living intuitively with your body and hunger and mind. And even then, those results aren't guaranteed to last, nor are they all that sustainable. They can only last so long until we find ourselves, quote-unquote, falling apart or relapsing or, you know, like in the simplest term, that's when like the term cheat days come into play or any of that. And then we find ourselves grasping for control again and thus the cycle continues. And that's what I really just wanted to highlight, right, is like no matter how much we feel the need, the urge, or like we are in control, it's just not sustainable it becomes a cycle. And so it might feel sustainable. It might feel like, oh yeah, I can keep this up. But can you really? And if so, at what cost? If you're willing to give up the, you know, intuitiveness, the freedom, the pure, true enjoyment of life for something, then by all means, go for it. But I just think that's something that we don't think of all that much. We don't think of what is the cost of feeling in control. And I think that also plays into the fix-it mentality, right? If I want to control something, is that just another way of saying, thinking, believing that I want to fix it? That I want it my way or the highway? (laughs) That I want to fix my body so that it better suits societal standards? That I want to fix my relationships because they're not like the relationships I see around me? That I want to fix my family because I think something's wrong with the way they interact or do this. That I want to fix my personality because I think that I'm a sore thumb. I don't fit in. And mind you, there's nothing wrong with change, with craving change, with pursuing change. Change is the only constant in life. But if the mindset is, I need to fix it to be XYZ, to be healthy, to be pretty, to be accepted, 
to be famous, to be wealthy, to be successful. That's a different mindset. And to me, those aren't all that ideal. They aren't all that sustainable. Right? If you're struggling with chronic health problems and you want to change your lifestyle, your diet, etc., to ease symptoms or aid in treatment, that is much different than getting stuck in that mindset of fix it, of I must control every aspect to look this way or to feel this way. Because the way that I think of it right here is that desiring change, pursuing change, it's just that to me, this is just for me, that feels like a step forward. That feels like just part of that journey of life, right? That so many of us um, kind of subconsciously are asleep to. But falling into that fix-it mentality is just, to me, that feels just like such a belief of something in you or as yourself being inherently wrong, right? I mean, just, just think on that. And this is, I mean, just something to consider. And I know there are holes in that statement. There are points to argue, but I just also think there is a lot of truth in it. At least something to consider, right? The intent behind our choices. Are we changing? Or do we feel like we need to fix it? Are we craving, pursuing change? Or do we feel like we need to fix ourselves, the situation, or others? And when you think on that statement, when you think on that intent, notice how it feels in your body. Be, get grounded. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and think on that question. When I do this personally, I, the idea of change brings a bit of excitement or zest, right? That next step forward. It, it kind of like helps me, it, I, like I feel good about it, right? And then... When I have that fix-it mentality, which I still struggle with in regards to my body and my health, when I have that fix-it mentality with those areas of my life, it feels heavy. It feels darker. It feels like something unattainable or it just feels like something that's very taxing. Something weighing me down. Something I have to do. Not something I necessarily want to do, but something I have to do to reach XYZ goal or to fix it. And that to me is just once more, not a sustainable mindset to have. And the last thing I'll relate this to is when it comes to others, right? You can wish for someone or something to change, but you cannot control them or it. You cannot fix it. I used to, and once more still, struggle with the fix-it mindset in that way. Wanting to fix, you know, someone in my life's depression or their anxiety or their health struggles. Wanting to fix my family dynamic after the tragedies we have gone through. Wanting to fix every little mistake I make at work rather than letting it be lesson learned, let's move on. Wanting to fix my life, essentially. Just those days when you're just like, fuck this. I need, to, like, I need to fix everything. Nothing is right. And like all those limiting beliefs pop up. And you're just like, it's, it's such a heavy, dark energy to be in. Like I feel even talking about it, like I'm weighing myself down. So yeah, deep breath. <gasps> like let's let that shit go. I mean, that's how powerful it is, right? Even talking, thinking about it, getting in that mindset. 
is affecting me that way, let alone when we're living in it, you know, whether consciously or subconsciously. No wonder it has like such an effect on us. And what's just so amazing is that amongst all this, amongst the need for control and the fix-it mentality and all these jumbled thoughts and feelings and emotions, the beauty in it is that I could just accept that I have no control over any of it. I have control over how I engage with it, over how I react, and how I take action to it, for it, or after it. But ultimately, I cannot control nor fix these people, myself, things, situations. And that's a very deep level of self-awareness or acceptance to have. And I think it's something we can all experience in waves. I don't think it's a 24-7 state to be in. Maybe for some. Certainly not for me. (laughs) Not yet, at least. But it is an occasional state to embrace when things or life feel quite heavy or challenging or tumultuous. So that's just where I'm at with it right now. And maybe that went a little off track. I'm not really sure. I usually kind of black out when I do these things. And then later I listen back and I'm like, either, yeah, Emily, you were on fire. Or, wow, Emily, what the hell were you saying? (laughs) What were you on? But yeah, that's just my two cents on control, the fix-it mentality, the intent behind our choices, choosing change, pursuing change, all that good stuff, all that ebb and flow of life. And I just hope that it resonated or maybe you have a deba- something to debate, you know, a point that I made that you don't quite agree with or you want to expand upon. Like, let's connect. I want to hear how this episode hit home with you, how maybe it helps you or like, let's debate something. I want to hear thoughts. I think that's just such a, that's one of the greatest things that I've started to really embrace in the past, I'd say like year to two years of this self-discovery journey I've been on is just not being afraid of I don't even know if I'd call it confrontation but differing viewpoints right like I'm an open book like I am I say that all the time you guys hear me say that with even religion right like I myself am not religious but I am open to hearing everything I had people literally praying for me at two hands like two weeks ago they asked if they could if they could like bless me or something and I was like sure, like, I'll go for it. Like, you know, I don't believe, but I am open to anything and everything. And the same applies for these conversations, for the guests I have on, and for the thoughts that you have after listening. Like, I want to hear it. I want to ponder and discuss. And I think those conversations just lead to so much growth, both personally and for whomever you're talking with. It allows for new thoughts, new opinions, new avenues of growth to happen and then those you know branch off to other people when they go off and have those conversations with others so please know that that is my mindset and that being said I'm always open to hearing your thoughts Uh, I would really love to connect with you all I'm on Instagram at Emily Feichels and yeah I will say I'm going to start sharing this a bit more in the intros but as always like the this show has just brought so much light into my life and I hope it has done the same for you and if so just know that when you reach out to me when you share with a friend when you share on social media or leave a rate and review like it it's just like an extra step of overall like gratitude and appreciation 
and it does not go unnoticed. Like it makes my day, it makes my heart happy. It is what fuels me to keep going. <laughs> and because of that, and I know it takes time though. And I know it, you know, it, yeah, takes time, takes effort. And so I want to find a way to just, you know, just, I don't know, help pay it forward. And because of that, I would love to just start offering where, you know, if you leave a rate and review for the podcast, um, make sure you leave your name or your Instagram handle or a way I can contact you. And I just love if, you know, once every two weeks or once every three weeks, I'm just going to pick, you know, a random all draw names or whatever it is. And if you're open to it, I'd love to either send you some goodies that I get sent from brands and would love to share, or I would love to just set up a call and connect with you. So it's kind of like if I pick your name, let's have like a 20, 30 minute convo chat, a walk and talk virtually, you know, Um, or like I'll send you a little gift basket and just sort of connect with that way. So if that interests you, let me know and I'll start doing that. And yeah, overall would love to hear your thoughts. So without further ado, I'll let you all go on with your day. Thank you as always for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.